What has been your understanding of Proverbs 31? For some, it's the model of the ideal biblical woman. For others, an impossible template to follow. There is actually some rich meaning in this popular text and life-giving principles that it can apply to the modern woman of faith. In today's episode, we'll unveil the context of this passage of scripture so you can step into your unique power and strength. Welcome to the More Than Worthy podcast. My name is Tatiana Spears. I'm a wife, mama, and proud owner of an overworked Nespresso machine. I love to learn, but I just couldn't find many resources that integrated my passion for business and faith. So I decided to make my own. The More Than Worthy podcast is a place for ambitious, faith-filled people like you to experience their fullest potential in work and life. I'm sharing insights from my more than 10 years of corporate experience and over 20 years of growing in my faith. I may not have all the answers, but I promise to learn, grow, and laugh with you along the way. Each episode will help you take immediate action on practical insights to grow your business, advance your career, build authentic relationships, and fuel your faith, because you are more than worthy to experience a life you love. Hey, welcome to another episode of the More Than Worthy podcast, where we're passionate about helping you grow personally, professionally, and especially in today's episode, spiritually. Thanks so much for joining me today. Before we get started, I want to highlight the review of the week. This review is from Mary Rose Belmonte, and she says, amazing. Thank you, Tatiana. Your podcast is fabulous, filled with outstanding nuggets of knowledge. Keep it going. Mary Rose, thanks so much. I'm just, I really needed that keeping going thing because I will tell you, it's been a little bit of a struggle trying to be consistent in planning. I absolutely enjoy doing this podcast, but it's just so funny. It's the thing that once you start, it's like, it's amazing. You want to keep that momentum going. And sometimes it can feel a little too much sometimes, but thank you for the encouragement. And I would encourage you, leaving a review helps others to find the podcast. So if you find the podcast helpful to you, please leave a review wherever you are listening. And here are a few other housekeeping notes. You know, I had originally planned to release an episode each week, but after getting a better feel for what the podcast planning process is truly like, I've decided to switch to a season format. This gives me more time to plan, schedule interviews, and continue producing high quality content for you. So what this means is that I'll release about 10 to 12 episodes for a season, take a break, and come back with a new season with fresh content. Because mama needs a break sometimes. Can I get an amen? So we're going to cover some great insights today with lots of research. Remember that you can find more detailed episode notes as well as the references at morethanworthypodcast.com. Before we delve into our topic today, I just want to make it crystal clear that I'm not a biblical scholar, but I do love the word of God and have a passion for learning and researching the Bible and its historical context. Doing so just gives me greater understanding, appreciation, and practical application of the word. So the ideas that I'm going to share with you come from my own understanding of the analysis and interpretation of others. And if something doesn't resonate with you, please, it's okay. I just want you to know it is okay if something just doesn't feel right or sit right with you. You know, I love something that my pastor, Pastor John Carter says, when it comes to biblical teaching, you can put ideas on a shelf, on a plate, or in the trash. Put it on the shelf to think it over, 
put it on your plate if you're ready to consume it to nourish your spirit, or put it in the trash if it just does not apply or doesn't resonate. So my goal is to bring insight and practical application to scripture. Okay, deal? All right, ready to jump in? Let's get started. All right, let's talk about the three traits of a Proverbs 31 woman. And I'll admit that I've had a complicated journey in learning and understanding Proverbs 31. You know, different teachers, preachers, and books present different facets, and it's easy to get mixed messages. Growing up, it sounded like the ideal woman of faith is a meek, quiet woman who does it all with a smile on her face and without complaining. And to be honest, I envisioned this kind of woman to be kind of weak and without a voice. I did not want to be her. But after further reading and researching and living out my own journey as a leader in the workplace and at home, uh, as a wife and mother, I've come to realize the wisdom embedded in Proverbs 31. So let's talk about the historical and literary context of this just amazing passage. So Proverbs 31 is actually a poem. Verse 1 opens with its context. The saying of King Lemuel, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. The instructions to the crown prince highlight a plea to live a morally pure life, while the portrait of the woman shows the rewards given to those who work hard, practice generosity, and fear the Lord. For many, Proverbs 31 is a figurative example of biblical womanhood, but Bruce Waltke, a professor of Old Testament and Hebrew, makes a strong case for understanding Proverbs 31 not just as a figurative woman, but as a real woman. He concludes that she, she has been canonized as a role model for all Israel for all time. Wise daughters aspire to be like her. Wise men seek to marry her. And all wise people aim to incarnate the wisdom she embodies, each in his or her own sphere of activity, end quote. In his interpretation, the Proverbs 31 woman is a human model of wisdom personified. And Dr. Megan DeFranza, a researcher at Boston University School of Theology, wrote a brilliant paper entitled An Argument for a Primary Sense Translation, the Proverbs 31 Woman of Strength. In it, she argues that she trans that the translators of Proverbs 31 really should retain the primary sense of the key word really described in that in that scripture. So reading her paper, I just found it fascinating that even though Proverbs 31 is a popular example of biblical womanhood, scholars can't even agree on a standard translation for a phrase found in Proverbs 31.10. Here I'll be reading it in uh, the New International Version, NIV. A wife of noble character, who can find? She's worth far more than rubies. The phrase wife of noble character in Hebrew is a sheath kail. And please forgive me, I am not a Hebrew scholar. I uh, My only exposure has been through wonderful, uh, witty Yiddish in Barbara Streisand films. So uh, the pronunciation is not going to be there, but, uh, you know, bear with me here. But basically, the phrase wife of noble character is translated as uh, ishith kail. The range of translations for this phrase includes, as we just read, as we just read here, wife of noble character, virtuous woman, excellent wife, capable wife, truly capable woman, worthy wife, woman of worth, valiant woman, and virtuous and capable wife. What may be even more surprising is how far these translations veer and may even unintentionally mislead the primary sense of Kail. In his entry in the Theological Dictionary of the Old Testament, 
Herman Ising explains, despite the frequent occurrence of Kail in the sense of army, its basic meaning must be given as strength and power. It's the same title given to military heroes throughout the Old Testament. Hmm. Strength and power. That's a far cry from the silent, meek, and even weak picture I had in my head as a teenage girl. The Proverbs 31 woman is not only a woman of virtue, but a woman of strength and power. So what are some of the lessons that we can learn from from Proverbs 31? You know, seeing this passage with new eyes, there are really three major traits that I've come to find from the Proverbs 31 woman. Number one, she leads. Number two, she does. And number three, she loves. So let's get a preview of what this passage entails. What do I mean by she leads? So she, after reading the passage, I see that she leads by the way she delegates plans ahead and is prepared, conducts her business and is entrepreneurial. She does, meaning that she takes action, ensuring that she brings joy to her work, chooses quality, and rises early. And she loves by the way she brings emotional security, brings physical security, and practice generosity in her home and community. I find it incredible leadership lessons are just embedded in this scripture. And it's just really fascinating to me of how it can be applied to both work and home. So we're going to read Proverbs 31, 10 through 31 together. And in it, I want you to actively listen for those three traits. Okay, here we go. Proverbs 31, 10 in the New International Version. And I'll be reading all the way through verse 31. A wife of noble character who can find. She is worth far more than rubies. Her husband has full confidence in her and lacks nothing of value. She brings him good, not harm, all the days of her life. She selects wool and flax and works with eager hands. She's like the merchant ships, bringing her food from afar. She gets up while it's still night. She provides food for her family and portions for her female servants. She considers a field and buys it. Out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She sets about her work vigorously. Her arms are strong for her tasks. She seems, or she sees that her trading is profitable and her lamp does not go out at night. In her hand, she holds the distaff and grasps the spindle of her fingers. She opens her arms to the poor and extends her hands to the needy. When it snows, she has no fear for her household for all of them are clothed in scarlet. She makes coverings for her bed. She's clothed in fine linen and purple. Her husband is respected at the city gate where he takes his seat among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies the merchants with sashes. She is clothed with strength and dignity. She can laugh at the days to come. She speaks with wisdom and faithful instruction is on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised.
honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. How marvelous that is. Again, I think just seeing it with new eyes and seeing all the ways in which she leads, she does, and she loves. Truly inspiring. I want to encourage you to apply at least three things to implement leadership lessons from Proverbs 31. Number one, try to practice delegation. What is one thing at home you can delegate? And what is one thing you can delegate at work? Number two, practice planning ahead. On Sunday nights, set aside 30 minutes to look at your planner or digital calendar. Practice time blocking. Block out time for family, friends, work, and self-care. Look ahead at upcoming meetings, appointments, play dates, etc. So you're just not caught off guard and you're prepared for what you need. For more tips on this, check out episode two, how to manage your energy to get more done. And lastly, number three, practice providing emotional security to your friends or family. Pour into them. And here's a practical step you can take. Identify three people to send an encouraging text today. Just to say hello, just to check in on them, tell them you love them, appreciate them. Just identify those people and make it a point to invest in them. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope these tools bring you closer toward understanding biblical womanhood, um, shed light on some leadership lessons that you can learn so that you can step into the strength and power God envisions for you with grace and humility. Remember, you are more than worthy to live a life you love.